game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, and your Nittany Lions are on a win streak. That is right, two in a row, improving to two and five with win number 900 in program history, becoming just the eighth team to do that. My name is Chris Hankin, joined as always by my co-host, Pat Colicchio. Pat, we have a whole lot to get into today as there is a lot of Big Ten news going on with games being canceled and Big Ten championship implications. But before we get there, how are you feeling about this Rutgers win, man? Oh, I mean, it feels great to officially be on a win streak. You know, we're streaking, baby. We're going streaking. (laughs) It's taken a bit bit longer than we had hoped, but we've gotten there. Um, Like I said, win number 900. So if you follow us on Twitter, if you watched my post-game video, we're doing a little giveaway. Um, We were just talking before we started recording. It's it's crazy every time I try to give away free money. It seems like people just don't want to do it for some reason. Uh, But this one's super easy. Uh, All you have to do, we're going to give away $50. Uh, In my video, I said, uh, you know, we don't have any merch to give away of our own. We will eventually. Uh, but we don't have any currently, so I'll give you 50 bucks to spend at another Penn State merch store. Um, realistically, you can spend the 50 bucks however you want. Uh, but all you have to do, leave a review for our podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Um, super simple. Take a screenshot of that review. I would recommend take a screenshot before you actually hit enter because it can take like a day or two to process. But take a screenshot just to show us that you did it. Reply to one of our tweets with that. Uh, and then I'll have the the drawing on Friday. So this Friday before Michigan State game, a little something fun. Somebody's going to win 50 bucks. So that's exciting. On to more exciting things. Uh, We will get into Rutgers recap. Of course, it was a win. It was fun. There's not a ton to talk about. Today, the news happens that the Ohio State-Michigan game, the game, quote-unquote, one of college football's (laughs) most historic rivalries, will be canceled because Michigan has – the reports are like 45 players out with COVID. So first and foremost – Hope everyone is healthy and doing okay and on the road to recovery over there. Um, But this has some implications for the championship game as the original rules state in order to be eligible, you must play six games and Ohio state will now finish five and Oh, Pat, what's your take on all this, man? Um, I mean, second most, do you really believe these numbers coming out of Michigan? (laughs) 45 because <laughs> i'm not like, sure crazy. I do. Um, oh you think you think harbaugh's making it up to like just get out of the game i mean remember when kirk herb street said this like a week ago and yep. just got dragged <laughs> just got like everyone act like he was just this huge piece of shit and now exactly what he said happens is happening yeah waving the white um, flag yeah I'm, I'm not saying that like i i'll put it this way i bet michigan could field a team if they really wanted to. Um, obviously, the devil's advocate to that is even if they could, I don't know if it's safe to be playing those players because right. they're exposed to the other ones. But I don't know. It's, it's what literally everyone in the country saw coming. And like 5% of the country acted like they were super insulted that it might happen. Yeah. And I mean, someone, someone made it as like a joke weeks ago. Like, oh, wouldn't it be hilarious if it came down to the final game and Michigan cancel on them just to screw them over? And then, like, as the weeks went on and Ohio State had another game canceled, you're like, oh, shit, this could become real, which is when the Herb Street comment happened. Um, so, yeah, so right now, as things stand right now, the original rule was that you have to have six games be played in order to be a, a qualified or, or in contention eligible for the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State will finish at 5-0, and oh, Indiana behind them at 6-1. and one. Um, So, theoretically, Indiana should go. Now, 
Indiana today has paused football activities because they are dealing with a coronavirus outbreak. So if you take a look at continuing down that, up next would be Maryland at two and two. Somehow they are ahead of us in the standings just because they haven't played enough games. Guess what? They don't have enough games. Um, Michigan will, Michigan has, yeah, two, they're two and four. So they technically have six games, but we beat them head to head. So, and if we finish three and five, we'd be ahead of them. Uh, if we beat Michigan State, we'd be we're ahead of them at three and five. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and Rutgers, <laughs> Rutgers at two and five. Even if they play and beat Maryland this week at three and five, we would have the head-to-head tiebreaker. There is some absurd outside chance that Penn State could go to the Big Ten championship at three and five, with wins over Michigan, Rutgers, and Michigan State. Now. Do I think that is going to happen? Absolutely not. I don't think there is any scenario that this ends without Ohio State playing in the Big Ten Championship. Um, and let me let me start by saying this, because like there's a ton of people on Twitter just like, oh, every other school is salty. Everyone hates Ohio State. Well, yeah, number one, everyone does hate Ohio State. That's what happens yeah. when you're very, very good. Um, and, I don't, you know, also the way they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to go there, but sure. Um, I'll, like, I'll say this. I don't care who goes to the Big Ten Championship because realistically, we don't deserve to be there. No. It wasn't no going to be our is year. This, is this the year we deserve to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't care who goes. Uh, if I was an Indiana fan, uh, take the COVID piece out of it. If they're healthy and they can play, yeah, I'd be super pissed if, <laughs> if Ohio State gets in over us. Um, but I think Ohio State is the best team in the conference they did beat indiana head-to-head that's what people are saying people are like well it doesn't matter they already played um and it's probably best for the conference because ohio state at this point i don't know if they have enough to get into the college football playoff i personally think they will because i think the committee and the playoff loves them just like the big 10 does um but it's good for the conference like it, it is good to have a big 10 team in the college football playoff one just for like notoriety and and recruiting and all of that. Like, Hey, we play one of the best teams every year. Like you have a chance to be part of that Uh, Two, There is a financial incentive. It's like every conference that goes gets money to be split amongst all of the teams in the conference. I didn't know that, but a big cat from Barcelona was tweeting about it today. So I looked it up. It's something like $6 million uh, that gets split amongst the conference. I think it's like just under half a mil each. Okay. I get it. Um, but all of that being said, it is absolutely hilarious that we are in this situation and it is Ohio State who the rules will likely be bent for. Like any other team in this situation, if, if Northwestern had another game canceled and they didn't make it out of the West, they probably would have said, oh, sorry, Northwestern, don't have enough games, next, next team up. But because it's Ohio State, we are in this situation and it's just funny, man. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like it's one of those things, especially when it comes to the playoff. Like, do I think Ohio State is one of the four best teams in the country? Easily. Yeah. But can you really say that of a team that has six wins? Five right if, now. Yeah, I mean, even if if they get to do like, if if they don't get into the uh, Big Ten championship, but they get like the playover game. Oh, sure, sure. You know and. I mean, if, it, if it's five wins, that's even more egregious. I, the highest-ranked team with five wins is Iowa at 19. Mm. You know? They're yeah. the, in fact, they're the only team with five wins that's ranked. Ohio State and Iowa? Oh, no, and Northwestern. Okay. Those three. 
So the Big um, Ten really is like showing up. Wisconsin has two. Right. <laughs> Which is absurd. How are they still ranked? Like, come on. Yeah, they're two and two. Um, Unreal. And I mean, Oregon's got three. But, like, I, I could, you know, I, would be, I could see how that fifth team would be fucking pissed. Yeah. If I, I was the fifth team and a team with five wins made it in the playoff in front of us, I'd be livid. Absolutely. I mean, what do you have the rankings up? They just came out tonight. Um, yeah, they just, Ohio they just State's a four. Yeah, so five is Texas A&M, six is Florida. Um, I mean, if you're a Coastal Carolina even, like, didn't they just beat BYU? Um, yeah, I don't know how they're – I mean, they're, they're down at 18. Yeah. While two and two Wisconsin's ahead of them, yes. No, I think they're no, no, they're at eighteen. No, the 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 new rankings just dropped tonight. Oh, I must be looking at last week's. Yeah, so so right now it's Bama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. The next one's up: Texas A and M at five, Florida six, Iowa State seven, Cincinnati eight, Georgia nine, Miami ten. Coastal Carolina's at eleven; they're behind Oklahoma, Indiana. Northwestern's 14. But my point being, if you're any one of those teams, especially if you're like a Texas A&M or a Florida, if Florida's had a pretty good season, um, yeah, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed if Ohio State only plays five games, doesn't get a championship, and gets in over you. I'd be pissed. That being said, I think Ohio State has the talent to probably wax most of these teams anyway. So I, I don't – I think I – think that, yeah, that, That's where it's, it becomes a hard decision. Like, I think Ohio State beats every single team behind them. Yeah, yeah. But, like, like the, can you – can that really be the how you judge this? Right. Like, any other, like, what if Ohio State was five and four, but we're like, dude, Ohio State's so talented though that they could beat any of these teams behind them. Like, you can't because the resume, yeah, the resume shows that they they lost four games, but that would never happen. It isn't yeah. happening. But this this is the predicament that, and let me before I even say that, I think today it's just a whole lot of Twitter fingers and blabbering and talking heads, us included, for no reason. Because it's going to happen. I think they're going to be in the Big Ten Championship. Anyway, if they're not in the Big Ten Championship, I think they still have a good chance to get into the playoff. Um, but it is it is the predicament that the playoff committee has put themselves into kind of having these like arbitrary things over the past couple of years. Does a conference championship matter? Does it not? Do head-to-head wins matter? Do they not? Um, and even more so, the Big Ten. Like, Kevin Warren, you botched the hell out of the Big Ten season over the course of the summer canceling it this will not be revisited a week or two later (laughs) revisiting it starting the season not giving any wiggle room to have other games not allowing out of conference games if you remember i think it was earlier in the season nebraska uh wanted to play like chattanooga or someone they wanted to play like an out of conference team big 10 said nope and now everyone's scrambling to see if ohio state can get a damn extra game on their schedule like you did this to yourself you played yourself so I don't really care the outcome because, again, even if we did somehow sneak into a Big Ten championship and play Northwestern, even if we win, like that would be – It would be so funny because, like, I mean, I've said all year this season doesn't count. I can't change my tune now. I mean, I can and I would. I would be like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like – Imagine being a three-win Big Ten champion. (laughs) (laughs) This is by far the worst Big Ten champs of all time. Oh, of all time. Of all time. So that's that's the news in, in the Big Ten today. Uh, once again, the laughing stock of college football. Um, if I'm Indiana, I'm pissed. Uh, I think I think if they're you know if they're healthy and they can play, they should they should have a shot. So 
that's really all I got for that. Um, Rutgers game. We win, what was the score? 23 to 7. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt good. It felt good to get a win. There were some moments of dominance. There were some moments of really great things. Uh, still a lot to work on, but like you said, we're streaking. So let's start as we always do with our awards, our Lion. I always say Lion and Lamb, but we haven't really given one out. So let's just start with our Lion. Who's your Lion from this game? Um, I'll go with Kevon Lee. I think, you know, I, I don't think anyone really had a crazy outstanding performance this game. Uh, but I thought, he, again, he was, this was a game that was controlled by the run. Um, and he was a big part of that. You saw that, that run he broke off from, like, our own two-yard line, even though, you know, if that was, you know, like, Saquon Barkley or Dennis Brown, <laughs> that's a touchdown. Sure. But, like, that's a big play. Like, that was a moment where they could get momentum and come back, and he just says, no, like, this is our game. And I think he's become I, – I give him the line because I think he's become the feature back of this offense. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, – I, I tweeted it out. I, I said it in my recap. I think he's earned – himself rb1 status like it'll still be a committee uh devin ford will be will be in there obviously because i i think will you know work his way up and, and maybe get more shine next year um but i think kevon's earned it he played well uh 17 carries 95 yards along of 31 um he's fun to watch man he, he's fun as a true freshman again 230 pounds just barreling people he's, he's fun to watch um my line actually same backfield i'm actually going to give it to devin ford Um, Devin Ford comes back in this game. We learned last week that, uh, had a death in the family and actually came out, uh, that his brother passed away, which I can't even begin to fathom going through that. Um, dealing with that in the middle of Corona, dealing with that in any time in your life has to be awful, but then to come back, um, you know, be back with the team, 11 carries, 65 yards, got the touchdown. Um, I don't care. He had two fumbles. I really don't care. Like playing through that kind of personal adversity and, and, and still showing up for the team playing well and scoring a touchdown that that has to feel so good for him. Um, you know, obviously nothing replaces loss of a family member, a brother, but um, just happy for my guy, man. Like I've, I've been a big Devin Ford fan since, since the very beginning. Um, I remember when him and Noah Kane came on campus together, um, you know, I was kind of hyping him up. So tough situation, but very happy for him. Devin Ford, my heart goes out to you and your family. I love you. You are a lion this week. Um, also honorary mention, honorable mention, shout out, uh, Joey Porter Jr. Won the big 10 freshman of the week. Uh, so that makes it two weeks in a row. Kevon was last week and Joey Porter this week. So nice to see some weekly awards. Oh yeah. Um, all right, let's get into this game. Uh, anywhere in particular, anything burning on your mind that you want to start with? We have some Twitter questions. I have some general topics we can get into. What's, uh, anything burning? Um, I mean, the big thing we got to talk about is the quarterback draw. Yes. And how- <laughs> <laughs> that is my number one on my, on my note sheet. Number one is quarterback. Yeah. yeah is that where you want to start? Let's do it. Are you, are you talking about one particular quarterback draw? Or no, just the, just the, the, the play in okay. general. Yeah. Um, so first of all, it's a great play for us. It works a lot and it goes really well a lot of the time. However, it has to be a wrinkle in our offense has to be something we pull out occasionally, not something we run three plays in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. So we have a couple of Twitter questions around this. Um, let's see. CJ Scalzetti, our good friend, says, we have seen evidence of Levis attempting a forward pass at some point this year, correct? Good God, that sequence in the third quarter with three straight QB smash dives drove me to drink, parentheses, more. Uh, and then Jeffrey Wallace Jr. says, there's some great talent at wide receiver, tight end, and running back 
uh, on PSU. I believe finding the right quarterback should be priority number one for Franklin and Shiraka heading into the 2021 season. Cliff limits this offense and Levis is a fullback. <laughs> Do you think we will see a legit QB competition for the 2021 season? So this uh, sounds like we're like a, a broken recording. We just say the same shit every week of, of this quarterback situation, this quarterback controversy. Um, it's not a controversy at this point. Franklin has said that he plans on using both of them. He wants to use both of them. Um, but Will Levis finishes with – 17 carries for 65 yards, which again, average 3.8. If you're averaging four yards carry, that's not bad. Like it's not terrible. Um, six of his 17 carries went for first downs. He had a long of 14. He had a couple of them that went for nine, 10, 14. But like you said, like uh, having a running quarterback come in doing a wildcat is supposed to like throw the defense off or kind of like maybe he will throw it. Maybe he won't throw it. 17 rushes for your backup quarterback. I don't get it. And zero passes. Zero. Not once. Not once did he throw the ball. Um, I mean, I, I, here's my, my guess on it all. Um, again, it's just it's limiting the burden on Cliff. So Cliff finishes 15 of 22 for 133, one touchdown, one interception. Not great. Um, the touchdown pass to Parker Washington early on, beautiful. I thought it was a very nice throw. Probably a great route. It was kind of off screen. Um, awesome. I think that was like a 29-yarder. That was our longest pass yeah. of the day. That was the longest pass of the day. So we still don't have a downfield presence with Cliff. Um, the next longest was Dotson. It was 20 yards, but that came on a screen behind the line of scrimmage that Dotson took off on. Um, so I, my guess is the faith in Clifford isn't there. They're giving him baby steps to kind of do what he can and manage the game like we talked about, which unfortunately is where we're at. I'm very happy to see him playing better, playing, you know, not completely losing us games, but I don't think he's the guy still. Like I hate saying that out loud, but I don't think he is. Where do, where do you stand on quarterback from here to next year? Yeah, I mean, I think the hope for us has to be that a lot of this is him not getting the offense yet and maybe like some early confidence crashes. And that he, oh, you know, over the case of a real offseason, he's able to grasp this offense, get more confident, and become the guy. Because I don't think there's a legitimate QB competition in the works for next season. I don't see it happening. You, you brought in Will Levis for a game and a half. Um, and it, it's just become abundantly clear that they don't see Will Levis as a legitimate option at quarterback. Yeah, or else you'd let him run the offense. and. I mean, what's the old saying? You, you, they brought him in 17 times this game, and he didn't throw a single pass. Not once. What's the old so, saying? I mean, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. They clearly don't think he can throw the ball. And even the game that he did start, he almost never threw the ball unless he had to. There yeah. were maybe three passes he threw that weren't like, this has to be a passing situation. Yeah. They, and as much as like they're babying Clifford because they think he's not great, they have even less confidence in Will Levis. Yeah, which is terrible. And like the QB draw, there was I think there was like a fourth and three where Cliff ran it and didn't get it. Like yeah. it's 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 become such a facet of our offense that it's not a wrinkle, it's not anything different. It's, it's a staple. Our, it's our identity. Yeah. Our offensive identity right now is QB runs, short screen passes, and feed Kivon. Like that's it. And listen, we won the game. Things should be like we're happy. This is positive. But as fans, it's not exciting. It's not entertaining. It's not sexy. And moreover, it's not going to work against good It's not teams. how you beat good teams. It's not how you beat Ohio State. Like, sure, it's, you can beat – Yeah. 
you can be it's very difficult to run the ball against a good team if you don't have a downfield passing threat. Yeah. If they don't have to respect you airing the ball out, they can just stack the box and murder you. Yeah. And I mean, it was week two and, you know, we, we were playing much worse than we are now, but Ohio State, I think we rushed for like 44 yards total in that game. So like, it, it doesn't work. It's not a formula that can win football games. Um, I think there needs to be a full on quarterback competition next year. I've, I've alluded to it. I may have said it out loud. I'll, I'll go on record right now and I, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't think Clifford is our quarterback next year. I just, I don't. Um, and this is, this is going to be the true telling moment of Franklin's ever, ever wavering loyalty to the guy who has been the starter versus, is there a better option? Um, you know, we saw Cliff get benched and Levis played a little bit, but that's not the answer, obviously, for all the reasons we just said. Uh, we still have not seen Taquan Roberson at all. I don't know if he's just not ready, if they don't believe in him, if he has health issues, I have no idea. Um, and then you got Micah Bowens, who's under him as a true freshman. And next year, you'll have Christian Bayou coming in. So in my mind, that position battle should be wide open for, hell, all five of them. And to the people who were asking last week about, you know, should we look at transfer quarterbacks? I was kind of against it, and I think I still am. But, shit, if you need a bridge here to get some of the younger guys ready, maybe that is an answer. Um, I love Cliff. I have been stiff for Cliff and in my heart, there's probably a piece of me that always will be. Um, I just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's our quarterback. Um, and that's sad. That's sad, man. But I just, I don't believe it. Yeah. I mean, do I, I think there should be a legitimate quarterback competition next season. I don't think there will be though. Fair. Um, Fair. If I was, if I was a gambling man, I, like, I, I would say that the chances of Clifford, barring injury, not being the starting quarterback, opening game next season, 5%. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, I got to – I mean, because now, now you're getting yourself into a situation where if you're Franklin and you, you roll the dice with Clifford again and we start off the season, we got – I think – isn't next year of the year we have Auburn in, like, week two? Sounds about right. I'm yeah, almost I positive. I think, I think right. we, and for some reason, I think we have Wisconsin early. I think next year is not a great schedule. So, I mean, you either roll out Cliff because you think experience and he's a leader on the team and at least he's been there and you hope for the best. If you take that risk and things go bad, now maybe some of those questions about is, is that seat getting warm? Are you on the hot seat? I think that gets a little bit more real. Um, I think the money part is still too much. They're not going to get rid of him anytime soon, but like that's a conscious decision. If you roll out a younger guy and he struggles a little bit, but the philosophy is we are building for the future and this is how we're doing it. I mean, the fans are still going to be pissed of course with losses, but like I personally think I would, I would be able to swallow that pill a little bit better. If it's Roberson, if it's Vayu is a true freshman, maybe he comes in and he's, a stud I don't think so but maybe like if it's one of the younger guys and we're struggling because it's a young guy feeling it out but we believe he's going to be our superstar for the next three years I would be a little bit more okay with losses than Cliff rolls out and we see the exact same shit that we saw this year that would piss me off <laughs> Pat, Pat, Pat's smiling and shrugging at me right now so, so I think it's gonna happen man <laughs> I, I mean I, and I think we'll start much better um, yeah. And I, I think Cliff will be better next season. I think he'll have a better grasp of the offense. I think Chirac will have a better idea of how to work it around him. So I don't think it'll start like this season, but I think he's, I, like I said, I, the, the chances of him being 
the starting quarterback day one, I'd put it like 95%. You are a, you are a bolder man than I am. Um, looking, <laughs> looking at next, looking at next week, next year's schedule. I don't know why this is the case, but we open up September 4th at Wisconsin. We open up with big 10 play. Uh, then we go out of conference. We have ball state at home. We have Auburn at home, Villanova at home. Then we go into the stretch of the normal Big Ten, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan State, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Ohio State, and Rutgers. But you open up with with Wisconsin week one in Madison and then Auburn coming to town week three. You better have a good feel on who your quarterback is, man. That's that's scary. That's scary. So let's move on because we're beating that horse to death. Um, what else in this game? What else? Uh, the offensive line, a lot of talk about uh, them looking better. They're your babies. What'd you think, man? Oh, I was loving the offensive line this week. Uh, for the blog, he actually brought up a great point that the offensive line has been really good on the road this season. But Crazy. Home. Crazy. I read that article. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing the emergence of Caden Wallace as a legitimate like, I don't want to say star yet, but, I'm you know, in the next two years, could be a real star in that offensive line. I think Rashid Walker is also going to be a legitimate star in that offensive line. Uh, a guy I've knocked on a few times, Will Fries, looks so much better. Uh, there, I mean, there were just no complaints for me from the offensive line this week. Yeah, I think Fries plays better at a guard. Um, I think I was looking at, I don't know if for the blog year or someone else had the snap counts. Uh, the left side of the line remain unchanged. Uh, Rashid Walker played, I think it was 79 snaps, all 79 left tackle, Miranda, all 79 left guard, Mennett, all 79 at center. Uh, and there were four the guys right... who played the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on the right side, yeah. Uh, Fry's playing inside when he moves out to tackle, you get Scruggs coming in who I'm a, I'm a fan of his as well. Um, but yeah, that for the blog, let's give them some love. Uh, really good article, um, talked about on the road. The number's pretty much the same. So we had, what, 253, I think, this week rushing? 248. Uh, 248, if you look at the other road games, at Indiana, 250. At Nebraska, 245. Michigan, 254. Rutgers, 248. So we're averaging, like, 250 on the road. The problem is those home games I was talking about, Ohio State, I think we had 44. Um, Iowa, we had 60-something. We were under 100 in all three games at home. Um, so Those yeah, are, of course, also the better offensive line, a uh, defensive line to be faced. True. Although true. Indiana, this is solid. Yeah, yeah. No, that was. I mean, that was good, and that was you know that was a crazy game in and of itself. But I think I think to the point of that article too is like offensive line stats were pretty similar, um, but it just looked visually more appealing. There were some they they used uh they extended mall hours, M-A-U-L, very clever. I, I love that. Um, it, yeah, and, and it should, right? Like, I mean, just from, from a pure talent perspective, the gap in talent from our guys to Rutgers guys should be the biggest. Um, if you look at the pass blocking, uh, clean pocket, there are 24 dropbacks uh, of Clifford, uh, 18 clean, six to serve. So that's 75% clean pocket is from for the bloggy again. Um, that's about average with, with the season. Um, some higher, some lower, but about average. Uh, and Cliff threw screens on six of those 24. So you don't really need a whole lot of pass blocking when you're throwing screens. Um, all in all, it's fun. It's fun to see the offensive line doing well. I, I hope that continues. Um, other positives, kickers, three for three. 
Pinnegar hit two. Stout hit a long one, 47 in the wind. That made me happy. Um, we have a couple more questions, but I think they're all on the defensive side, so I'll wait on that for a minute. Actually, you know what? No, let's flip to it. Anything else on the offense? Yes. What do you got? Um, I, we, I, we've seen a lot of complaints about it, but I think you're starting to see the play calling and the philosophy of Kirk Sharaka working. Okay. This lull you to sleep and then hit you with something different. Um, we saw it last week at Michigan. You know, and, and this is the same thing he did at Minnesota with the slants, 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 slants. And then in a big moment, I think it was Jahan Dotson, runs a whip route mm. and catches the defense off guard and gets a big first down. In this game, inside runs, inside runs, inside runs. Then Devin Ford in the red zone, where we have struggled so badly, breaks like what, what was a pretty big run in the red zone. Yeah. Outside run, touchdown. And I That's think you're, you're starting to see the, the Kirk Chiraga philosophy work. Um, and that's, let's be honest, that's no easy task in an offense that like just hasn't executed well to make yeah. your offensive philosophy work. Yeah. No, I didn't. And I, like, I do I think sometimes, sometimes it's a little too, like, I, I don't like the relying on the quarterback draw too much. Mm. I think that's a thing that should be, you should be surprising teams with that instead of that being the thing that lulls them to sleep. Right. Um, and I, you know, I hate the end zone corner fade, oh, but I, I think we're seeing the, the, the upturn of the Sharaka offense happening right now. I like that. I like that. We had, uh, I think it was CJ Scalzetti had another one, uh, another comment basically saying that the play calling was awful uh, in the second half. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, yeah, I, I think there's, st- I, I didn't, I didn't really notice that, that, yeah, that was an outside run when pretty much the rest of the day was all inside. So nice catch there. Um, I still, I'm still concerned a bit with, and maybe this is just because of, you know, the dudes that we have and, and how we've been able to implement just in this shortened year. But like, I'm still concerned with, the amount of screens, the amount of these short passes. I mean, there was like uh, the, in the first – one of the first series, we, we had a fourth down and something, and, and it was like a short pass to Jahan where, like, you're throwing under the sticks on a fourth down and hoping for the best. Um, it was like fourth and 13, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and maybe that's, you know, splitting hairs. Um, but, like, it's I, – I don't love – I don't love that we don't have a downfield presence. I've said that a lot. Like, what was fun about Minnesota's offense last year was – Slant, slant, slant to death. 50-yard bomb to Rashad Bateman. Slant, slant, slant yeah. to death. 80-yard bomb to Chris Autumn Bell. Like, that's fun. I think <laughs> the confidence in that downfield threat is in there yet. I think yeah. if we were proficient at that, we'd be doing it. I Sure, I hope so. And yes, <laughs> I, I know you're right, but that's what bothers me. Um, like, there, there's just some things that, that are weird. Like, uh, Brenton Strange had three grabs, I think, all in the first two series that were pretty nice. And then, like, we didn't really target him at all rest of the game. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just one of those like, hey, we're just going to ground and pound and not really worry about getting flashy. And like we've talked about, hopefully these are the building blocks. It's I've, I've I don't want to say I've given up on expecting something new this year, but I have. Like this is this is who we are. Let's finish. Let's win these games. Let's get some positivity and some some morale boost, and hopefully have a great off season. Break out all the bells and whistles next year. Like. That's all I can hope for. Um, yeah, I think you're, it's going to be slowly introduced throughout the rest of the season. You'll see little little bits. Yeah. But it's yeah. going to be very elementary stuff for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah, like we said, wrapping up the offense, Clifford, his fine game, threw the one interception that went off of Lutz's hands. Wasn't a 
It wasn't an awful throw, but it wasn't a good throw. Um, it was high. Uh, Lutz had to kind of like die for it. Um, sucks. He's got to get the overthrows under control. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if he hits him in the chest there, he's, he's running in stride. And also um, that's what most of his interceptions are. True. Overthrows targets. True. Um, running game we talked about was strong, 248, uh, split pretty evenly between Kevon, Devin Ford, and Will Levis. Um, 133 in the air, nothing's really special. We talked about the, the Parker Washington touchdown. That was fun. He got banged up at the end of the game. Uh, he took a hit pretty bad. Hopefully he's okay. Um, I don't think he came back into the game after that. I was reading somewhere. Um, Dotson, four for 30. DeAndre Lambert-Smith had a couple of nice plays, uh, four for 25. And then that uh, Brenton Strange, like I mentioned, three for 23. And then you never saw him again. So what the hell's up with that? Uh, let's go to some more Twitter questions. A couple that are on the defensive side of the ball, I believe. Uh, this one comes from Twitter account at NittyLitty409. What a name. And uh, the display name is I Miss Trace in all caps. Love it. Uh, so defense, of course, looked amazing. Our offense is pretty impressive, but they need to finish off great drives and touchdowns. We're leading the Big Ten in first downs. I didn't know that, but cool. Uh, and if we start capitalizing on those great drives, we'd be one of the best offenses in the nation. Uh, I thought this was a defense question. Sorry, it's back to the offense. Um, I don't know if we're going to be one of the best offenses in the nation regardless, but uh, what's your take on that? I mean, yeah, our woes have been in the red zone. We move the ball fairly well. Um, and it, it's – especially with the way Shiraka's offense has been, you know, the short stuff, the, the simple stuff, the simple stuff, the simple stuff. When you run a 13-play drive that eats seven minutes of clock and then you don't score, that's a nightmare. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You, you go three and out, like, yeah, that, you know, that's disappointing. But, like, you get the ball back again soon. Right. You can't, you can't eat that much clock and get nothing. Right. Or even so, three. Like, like three's, three's better, but still three, disappointing. Yeah, three's not good, but like we've also gotten nothing way too many times. Absolutely. Missed kicks, missed opportunities, not converting for it when we go for fourth closer yeah. to the red zone. Um, yeah, so so that's mid- also the downside of the way he's run the offense is when we don't score. That's, you know, yeah. that's a huge downside. You're almost shooting yourself in the foot because you're taking so much time off. You're not leaving any room. Um, it's great to two clock. It's great to have these long drives. Got to punch it in. Um, Nitty Liddy, I don't know if we'd want to we'd be one of the best offenses in the nation by any metric, but I appreciate I appreciate your optimism. Um, defensive side of the ball, what do you think about the defense in this game? I mean, they looked dominant. Uh, the only touchdown given up is off the interception. And that uh, touchdown, that touchdown was just – I mean, that's a, a close your eyes and hope for the best. Uh, it was fourth down, fourth and goal quarterback was running out i think it's ellis brooks damn near sacks him and he literally just chucks the ball up uh receiver makes a good play in the end zone maybe some of our guys are out of place it's what it is but it's kind of fluky yeah um i didn't get to see it live unfortunately because uh my my watching situation (laughs) um but yeah i mean like this is the defense we thought we had and so it was you know obviously it's not the best competition in country but these past two weeks you've gotten to see this defense play so much better and i and i think like do the things that we have heard them talk about with it as in like playing within themselves uh actually sticking to gap assignments Mm -hmm. things like that i think you're finally seeing them do it yeah i mean it was nice we held them to 83 yards on the ground 56 of them came from their quarterback uh, so not much happening from their, their actual running game. Um, only 122 in the airs. It was overall a pretty fun game. 
Uh, Jesse Lucchetta recover, recovers a fumble. Uh, we had two sacks. What was my bold prediction? We we're going to get three or more. We we're damn close. Damn close. We got two. Uh, Daquan Hardy had one. I really like the way he's playing. Um, he's had two sacks lately. this season, right? Yeah. Yeah. They sent him in on that. Like, because he, I think. I don't know this for sure, but I think he's playing more of that like slot corner role. Um, he's so officially our blitzing corner. Yeah, they'll send him in off off the edge. I mean, Joey Porter's had one before too. They they like the corner blitz in in certain times. Um, but I like Daquan Hardy playing well, and then Devon Ellie's got a sack. Uh, I believe he was the last play of the game. Um, Brandon Smith though came so close on that one play where he has him in the backfield, and I don't know if they called it a tackle for loss or if he got rid of it, but. I was so close. I was like, damn, one of my predictions is finally going to come true. Um, but overall, pretty good game. Uh, we have one. We do have one question on the defensive side of the ball from We Are Recruiting. Uh, it said, why haven't DNs gotten more pressure this year? OA has probably been our best and most consistent defender, but the sacks aren't there. Why not? Pat, you're a defensive guru, and you choose to do this podcast instead of being a defensive coordinator. So tell us, why, uh, why aren't we getting home, as they say? I mean, the like the simplest answer to me is teams seem to think that the formula against us is just quick passes. That's yeah. It certainly worked with Maryland. It Ohio State killed us with them. Uh, you know, it's I think that seems to be the philosophy, and so it's way harder to sack the quarterback when it's happening. On top of the fact that, like, I just I don't think our defensive line has played particularly cohesively this season at all times. Uh, and that's and not just them, but them with the linebackers is going to lead to fewer sacks. Yeah, I think that's some of it, the, the quick passes and whatnot. But, I mean, there's plenty of times, too, where, like, quarterbacks just back there, has all day, like, extends plays, runs around. Like, there's plenty of times where we should be getting there and we're just not. Um, so I think it's a couple things. I mean, I think at the macro level, like, we're not really doing anything super well this year. Like from from for the most part. Again, we're on a win streak. We're happy. Things are good. Things are positive. We're turning the corner. But in general, we haven't had a lot of things that we've been like. I don't know if it's preparation, if it's execution. We just we haven't been ourselves in pretty much every area. So like it's hard just to single them out. Um, I think the change from from Sean Spencer to John Scott is is an important one. Um, anytime you have a position coach change, it, there's some sort of effect. It takes some time to gel with the new guy's system to learn different things. Even if he's running the same system, it's a different energy. And Coach Chaos is one of the best in the business. That's why he's in the NFL now. Um, I think John Scott will be great. I've heard good things about him. He's done well in all of his last places. I think he's going to be really good for us. But in a weird offseason where you don't get a lot of time, that might have some effect. Um, and then, I mean, just, just pure talent level, right? Like, you lose a guy like Etor, that's going to be hard to replace no matter what. Um, Shaka, I think, is a exceptional talent and has played pretty well. Um, I think Jason Owe is still putting it together, honestly. Um, you know, we, we talked about that last week where, personally, I hope he comes back selfishly. Like, I hope we get another year of him because I think he can be a dominant 10-sack-a-year kind of guy. Um, it just hasn't happened this year. So, to, He's to been give better you exact- against the run than expected, though. He's been yeah. much better against the run than as a pass rusher. Yeah, I, I, I think he's I think he's an excellent player. And like like I said, you know, in most of these mock drafts, you still you still see him going in round two, which if is the case, he should go and get paid. Um, but like I, I I would love to see him in a full year offseason with John Scott turning into like you know his full potential before going to the NFL. I would love to see that. Um, but to give an answer why we're not getting there, I just I, I don't. I don't think it's anything specific with with the with the DNs. I don't think it's anything specific 
I think in general, our defense has struggled. Um, you know, we're starting to turn that corner, but I think it's just par for the course, to be honest. Um, but it's a win, so we'll take it. We will be very, very happy with it. Um, I thought Brisker played really well this game. Made a couple of real big hits, a um, couple of nice plays in the secondary there. Um, Just Joey become Porter a Jr. real great run stopper. Yeah, and I mean, he had some great plays in, in coverage. There was that one where uh, Keaton Ellis was in coverage. Um, receiver almost makes like a great catch over Keaton. Keaton might have been able to pop it out, but uh, Brisker comes in from the side, just rocks the dude, jars it loose. Um, there was another one where the guy actually did make a pretty nice catch in the air, but same thing, Brisker, hard hit. Um, I, I really enjoyed what I saw from him. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., like we said, uh, freshman of the week. Um, Brandon Smith continues to impress at times, still putting it together. So things are fun. In general, things are fun. Um, anything else from this game? Anything we're missing? Um, I don't think there's a whole lot. It wasn't 20. a lot to talk about. Uh, it was a great first half. off. It was a solid first half offensively. Great both halves on defense. And it was just like there wasn't much to give you in the second half other than I wish they'd be more creative with the play calling. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, I think it's sort of that classic, like, hey, we're in a weird situation this year. We've only won one game. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's lock this win down. Let's just win. Let's just win. So can't fault them there. Was, we, are. we did not need style points for this win. Exactly. No? Exactly. We, we weren't trying to boost our spot in the rankings. Well, listen, little did we know we had a champ of the Big Ten Championship. True, true. Listen, if we go now three and five, you win the Big Ten Championship, you're four and five, the committee has to respect that and put us in the playoff, right? Do you imagine winning the Big Ten Championship again and not making the playoff? <laughs> that, would, that would be one for the goddamn record books. We'd have to be the only two-time conference champ now. Yeah. Make the playoff either time. One thousand percent. I literally today today started with me tweeting out. I'm trying to figure out who we might play in the crossover game, but it's so weird because of a lot of similar records and a lot of different number of games being played. And then like ten minutes after I tweet that, the Ohio State news drops. Everyone's freaking out, and then eventually it comes down to well, Penn State somehow could potentially sneak in at three and five, which is. The strangest fucking thing I've you heard all Gisicki year. tweeted out, and just yeah. like that, Penn State's <laughs> well, the well, he, he tweeted he tweeted it out before Indiana even announced that they had COVID, so people were like, "Oh, you're forgetting about Indiana." Mike Kosicki knew something, yeah. Tim. He's got insider info, baby. <laughs> He's got insider info. Um, it would be incredible. It would be a lot of fun. Um, I don't see it happening. Like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. If it happens, I will be unbelievably excited my hopes are up baby they're up yeah i can't get there (laughs) um but that's it for this game um that's it for actually you know one more thing for this episode um something that they were talking about in franklin's press conference today talking about seniors uh extra year of eligibility so this week coming up a senior senior day um i guess we'll probably talk more about this in the preview this week um there's eight eight seniors that could potentially use an extra year of eligibility because of all of this um so maybe we won't go through it right now. We'll save it for the preview. But for all of you listeners out there, you can think about it. Um, who do you think will come back, if any? And who do you think goes? Those guys are Will Fries, Michael Mennett, Antonio Shelton, Shane Simmons, Shaka Tony, Jaquan Brisker, Lamont Wade, and Tariq Castro-Fields. Um, do you want to get into it now or you want to save it for the preview? What do you think? Let's get into it. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, these are, these are all guys that could come back for another year. Um, because of, you know, the COVID shit, um, but also could very much go to the NFL. So 
Um, what are your thoughts on general in, in like this, I guess this topic and this new rule change of seniors coming back, not even just Penn state across the board. Do you think there's going to be a lot of guys that do? Cause I, I don't know if I see it. I think, I think it'll be the exception, not the norm that a guy uses this extra year. It's hard to say because like, I don't see most of these guys as day one draft picks. None of them are. Um, so if you like, look, if you're not, you could use this extra year to become one. True. I think the, I think the other or side of that coin like, is like, you get to play ball for another year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the other side of that coin is just like a lot of these guys kind of, kind of know what they are, right? Like, you know, you know who, what kind of player you are right now. Um, it's not, not so much that you're on the cusp of, I, I'm, you know, uh, a sixth rounder, but I could be a third rounder. Like not a lot of that exists. Um, so if you look at this list, uh, the only one who there's no, there's no first rounders here. The only one who's a day two pick at this point is Shaka Tone. Um, most mock drafts that I do have him going in the fourth round range. Um, and I think he could work his way up to a third um, with a good combine. Like I, I could see that. Um, other than that. So I, I've talked about how I'm a draft nut and, and once the NFL season is over, it's locked in. I'll do some like mock drafts for us as fun. See if we can see where Penn state guys might go. Um, I use a website called draft network. Um, they, they've, they're ranking. And of course this is not, you know, the Bible, this is not the gospel. Like there's just one website's ranking. And of course it's going to change, uh, but they rank 589 total players. The draft is what, like 200 something. I think it's eight, nine rounds, seven rounds. But there's there's comp picks and supplemental picks. I'm almost positive um, there's like 250 something. Um, but it's in the range of it, it's 250 or less, I think. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, 2020 there were 255, so it's around that around that number, right? So if you are outside of that 250, 260, 270 range, uh, let's put it this way: if you're on if you're over 300, chances are you're not going to get drafted, right? So in this in this ranking, Draft Network, um, again, this is one website. Will Fries, four twenty six. Michael Madden. I mean, to be honest, I think is the only guy in the top three hundred. Uh, one more will surprise you. Uh, so Will Fries, four twenty six. Michael Madden, four forty eight. Antonio Shelton, not ranked. Shane Simmons, not ranked. Shaka Tony, one ten, which is very nice. Uh, Jaquan Brisker, not ranked. Lamont Wade, three fifty seven. Tariq Castro Fields, two oh eight. Okay, uh, I could see that one. In most mock drafts, I do. Again, this is a computer simulation. <laughs> Take it for what it's worth. Uh, most of them, he goes in the sixth or seventh round, um, which I I think makes sense. You see, you know, secondary corners are always important. You always need many in, especially in pass heavy NFL. You need guys. You need depth. You need people for all of these substitution packages. Um, so we're looking at an article from 24 seven today um, basically says, basically says none of them project as, as first rounders. Tony might be the only one who projects as a day two pick, which is what I agree with. Um, but basically also says that, you know, most of these seniors have put together uh, such a body of work that an extra season might not boost their stock. Um, the exceptions that 24 seven notes here, Castro fields, because he played hurt for most of 2019 and he missed a lot of games this year. He's missed all but three, I think, this year. Um, and Brisker, who's now kind of hitting his stride. Another year for Brisker. That I could actually see him turning into a mid-round pick. Um, the rest of the guys, like, Menit, you know what he is as a center. You, you know what you're going to get from him. I don't think another year changes that. Uh, Fries, 
sure, the move from tackle to guard, maybe another year at guard could help, but there's people that do that all the time, jumping from college to NFL that move inside because of lack of athleticism or whatever. So I don't think that matters. Um, Shane Simmons, unfortunately, has a career, you know, uh, derailed by injuries. You know, happy that he's playing, but I don't think that changes. Antonio Shelton has had a good year. I think he's a guy that probably gets picked up and maybe makes a practice squad and you make your case for it once you're there. I don't know. Another season helps. Uh, same with Lamont Wade. Um, and then the, the age thing comes down too. I didn't really, I didn't really know this. So Castro Fields, I'm sorry, I'm rambling right now, Pat. I apologize. Um, Castro Fields, Brisker and Wade are all 21. Fries and Tony are 22. Mennett, Shelton and Simmons are 23. So Sure, an extra year of college ball might help, but you're also not going to You want to draft a 24-year-old. Yeah, yeah. So, fun topic. I think, I mean, Tony, awesome. He's going. He's getting drafted. I love it. Um, Tariq, I could see it going either way. Maybe he comes back and plays a full healthy year, turns himself into a mid-round pick. Brisker, I think, probably is the one I could actually see coming back and, and helping his case. The rest, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, it honestly, it really just depends on where their priorities lie terms of what they want to do with their life like I could see Antonio Shelton being a guy like listen I don't even know if I'm going to the NFL but like there are things in my life that I want to do outside of football and I just want to go and do them right now Mm -hmm. um you know I Jaquan Brisker I think will come back because I think he you know that could be a fun one being a Juco guy he didn't get a full college career to really prove himself sure um so it really just comes down to these guys they want to just go hey man I only have so much football left in my life like this has been something I've done my entire life and I want to get one more year out of it or for them or like listen I've graduated from school it's time to move on yeah yeah it'll be a tough conversation and Franklin Franklin who is normally very you know closed doors with a lot of this stuff talked about it a little bit more openly in the press conference today was saying you know this is a conversation that he and the assistants are going to have with these guys over the next couple of days see what's makes the most sense for them and their families. So, of course, we want what's best for every one of them. If coming back helps you, great. I mean, there's the flip side of that, that, you know, coming back then maybe stunts a younger guy a little bit. There's a lot of factors in this. Uh, but we want what's best for all of those guys. We love this team. We are 2-5. and five. We are streaking. We are on the way, potentially, to the Big Ten Championship. Uh, and this is, I mean, this is the epitome of 2020. Things are weird. Things don't make sense. But we're here for you. We are here to podcast. We are here to talk. We are here to give you $50. Write us a damn review. Um, I'm just kidding. That was more aggressive than I meant it to be. I love you all. If you'd like to write a review, you can win 50 bucks. And that's all I got. Pat, any, uh, anything else for the listeners before we end this one? Let's, uh, let's go win a championship, guys. Let's go win a championship. We are. <laughs>